week, everybody. Yeah. Happy Veterans Day, too. That, too. Yeah, I keep forgetting it's Veterans Day. Yeah, man. Mm. Can't, can't forget about those who have served our country. I know, I can't. What an honor. Yeah. What real. an honor. All right, so welcome back to Rookie Mistake. This is episode 12. We're getting a late start on this one. It's about 6.15 now as we record. Bit busy day, so... It has been a busy day. We've kind of been all over the place. Too late. <clears throat> Yeah, a little nighttime episode, maybe to help those of you who listen. Uh, maybe you listen to this while you're winding down for the night. Yeah, get settled in into bed. Mm-hmm. You know. All how right. It is. So since you know it starts tomorrow, and I feel like we have to mention it because it's you know the biggest event in its sport, the Masters. Yeah, I don't really right. watch a whole lot of golf as as I've kind of gotten older. I think it's kind of. I don't want to say grown on me, but I'm not opposed to it being on the TV if somebody else has it, you know, is in charge of the remote. Yeah, I, mean, I can agree with that. And know, I totally tuned in to watch Tiger win. Oh well, last I mean, I think year we all like, did, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if he's not playing, I don't really know anybody. I mean, is Phil Mickelson still around? Yeah, he's he actually. Uh, I was going to bring him up later, but uh, his odds are 200 to one in the sports book. Oh so. wow. Yeah, nobody's counting on him. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what about Jordan Spieth? Is he? I still don't around? actually remember seeing his name in the book. If it is, his odds were uh, lower than would have expected. But the favorite right now, the odds-on favorite, is uh, Bryson DeChambeau. He's eight to one. Where yeah. do they find these people? I mean, it seems like there's a new player in the game every year that is yeah, slated I guess to win. It's just the nature of golf. Uh, second is Dustin Johnson. His odds are seventeen to two. Okay, I recognize that name. What about Roy Ma- Rory uh, McIlroy? He's with Justin Thomas in fourth and fifth place as far as uh, best odds. Uh, okay. Twelve to one odds. Third place is John Rahm at ten to one, oh, and one. Tiger is thirty-five to one to okay. repeat. Yeah, I guess he did win that. <laughs> right, and it's it's been about a year and a half, really, because you know with the coronavirus, coronavirus. and that's another reason why I may actually like really pay attention to this one just because I think it'd be really cool to watch them play this at Augusta National and like the grass is going to be dead and the trees will be all these pretty colors like I was just looking outside earlier yeah I mean it probably leaves are red spectators and stuff I mean I think none actually well I mean so honestly that's not really a sport where you need any kind of motivation I mean obviously you hit a little a nice little uh putt or something you know you golf the golf clap but yeah (laughs) but you know for the most part I mean golf is pretty much silent yeah i wonder if that'll have a significant effect or not not having anybody there i mean i bet you i bet you everybody plays really well with no eyes on them i mean if you think about it that's how people train yeah go golfing by themselves oh and hey did you see this guy yesterday skip a um in a practice round he took a shot and it wasn't from the tee box so it wasn't like a legit hole in one for a Mm -hmm. practice round but he skipped it across the water onto the green and the ball rolled and just curved into the hole. It was like a hole in one practice round. I'm gonna have to send you the video. I guess I yeah, forgot soon, too. Yeah, I totally missed that. It, it was like on wild. the 16th hole. It was wild because he literally just hits it on the water. And at first, you think, oh well, that's you know, yeah, plus one stroke, and <laughs> the little, ball skips across the water. A little practice round. Why not throw it into the water hazard? You know, just to see right. what happens. <laughs> exactly. So that was wild. So I think yeah, I think I'll watch. Just be it. Because this is never going to happen again. The Masters will never be in November again unless we have another maybe not plague. you know not for yeah. another hundred years right twenty one twenty where you know we have another <laughs> plague. It just seems to be a every hundred years thing. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean I'm I'm I 
I probably, I mean, I'm not gonna watch. Probably, I mean, I probably won't watch tomorrow. But like, uh, I'm yeah, sure they're I'm starting sure off. All the sports accounts I follow will be posting about probably. it, so I'll, I'll probably have an update knowledge on it. Yeah, the first tea time, or it's a, at least I think it's the first one because of like daylight hours concerns. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods is in a group who is teeing off at 7:55 a.m. tomorrow. That's Eastern time. So, so six. Yeah, six fifty-five here, four fifty-five on the West Coast. <laughs> So there will be people who wake we, up to watch. There him will tee be off. absolutely. There will be <laughs> be interesting. Yeah. So good luck to everybody. Yeah, I don't man. know. I guess we'll see if Deschambeau wins. It's pretty significant odds. I mean, have we as we have seen, Vegas tends to know. Right. Vegas uh, knows their stuff. Are we talking about the NBA? Yeah, I was just about to. We're about, we're about move to move over to that. NBA. Really? Because I got a breaking news update on my phone. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Russell Westbrook reportedly wants out of the Rockets. What? Yep. Reportedly wants out. Uh, just getting that now. Uh, apparently, wow. I don't know what if we were even going to talk about the Rockets, but apparently we were. I, they were going. There was my second thing to talk about. But so. appa- I mean, apparently it's been like growing concerns amongst the players. Right. I guess we'll just go ahead and move that to the front. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, mean, the whole wow. word coming out today is that James Harden and Russell Westbrook are reportedly uncertain about their future with the Rockets and the future of the franchise. I mean, you kind of have to be. Head coach is is gone, and the GM is gone. Yeah, and I mean they're not winning. Right, this <laughs> is honestly part. probably a really good opportunity for the Rockets to take back some first round picks for him. I don't know how many teams would give up a first round pick for Russell Westbrook, but the Rockets gave up two. Honestly, so. his his production is. I thought not last very season great. he was really good for the most part. He started out the season struggling because. Just this whole live and die by the three, which I'm so glad that Mike D'Antoni is gone because that system is terrible. I mean, they well, play- it's terrible if you don't have the players to run it, and they don't. They only have one guy. Yeah, and that's a whole nother. Which, which another thing is, you can't runs. have one. You can't have your one system play through one player and one only. Right, I know it's terrible. And now Robert Covington was a really great addition for them. You know, he, he was, was a decent. He was a decent consistent three point shooter, shooter mm-hmm. and a good defender. So. But yeah, I mean they've got no depth. Just up and down, right? Yeah. Really, and then, really, and then all the, really, all they have is is Westbrook and Harden on the front lines on the, on the starting yeah. five. I mean, there's not really another another notable player. Eric Gordon from time to time, PJ Tucker from time to time. Yeah, but they're both so wildly inconsistent. I don't yeah. think you could say that they're really much worth of anything. Yeah, I don't know, but wow. So Westbrook wants out, so that's officially changed. Like my thing was just they're unsure. He wants out. Nah, yeah. It sounds so. like he he wants to leave. Wow. But that begs the question, like, who is going to take him? I mean, I'm sure that there will be teams. Like, the Suns are are trying to get Chris Paul, Right, I was going to bring that up next. Yeah, so maybe the Rockets go trade with the Suns. I don't understand that at all. It's probably the same value, right, if you're the the Suns. Well, I mean, they have... They have Ricky Rubio, but maybe if they're in the ballpark to get a mentor, or someone yeah, who looking can for a veteran. Which, yeah. if you're looking for a veteran mentor, you take Chris Paul. You don't take Russell Westbrook. No, Russell. I think. I mean, they're both selfish, and their demeanor yeah. on the court is awful. But, but I think Chris in terms Paul, of what, in terms of not right, in terms of knowledge that you could pass down, I probably yeah, would and take is a Paul. true point guard. Like, so he would be able to actually teach those guys. Probably. I mean, probably teach what uh, Devin Booker how to lead a team. Yeah, probably could. Because I mean, love him or hate him, Chris Paul's a leader. Yeah. So, I mean, and it was just kind of, all of that was just kind of symptoms of what, I don't really know what to make of the Rockets' future because I mean, it seemed like these guys were on board with hiring Steven Silas as the new Rockets head coach, 
and Silas has been bringing in multiple former head coaches in the league onto it as his assistant staff. So that seems like it would be really good that you have yeah, guys who are really cre- yeah. experienced head coaches mm-hmm. as your assistant coaches, sure. especially if you're a younger head coach like Silas is. Yeah. They can give him advice that he might need in his first head coaching gig in the league. And Yeah, I didn't even think I about know. that. What Like your whole cabinet – of advisors, so to speak, is completely different. And, and now they, they even have a new general manager, you know, because Daryl Morey retired was slash was ousted. Yeah, um, yeah. It's Raphael Stone, I believe, he was promoted from within. Probably. Yeah, and you know, they both said that we want to continue with Harden Westbrook, and supposedly they've been talking on the phone. And now, just today, I'm hearing that Harden is not taking calls from anybody in the Rockets organization. And I don't know. It's. I mean, if you lose Harden, you're. Uh, I'm sorry, bro, but your team's not winning more than 20 games. Harden has said repeatedly that he wants to play the rest of his career in Houston. I'm sure I know plenty of other players say that. Yeah. That just seems like a vote of confidence in their favor. Of course, I that mean, could you change. would think, but at the same time, it's probably more like a 51 49 situation where it's like 51, 51% of me wants to play in Houston and 49 swimming around for that, play next, best, yeah, that next best thing. And honestly, I. I don't see the reason why if 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 Westbrook wants out, I don't see a reason why he should stay. He's got no one around him, and they can't make right. it past he the, basically, the second round. Yeah, right. They can't. He basically lobbied for the Rockets to get Russell Westbrook too. They traded mm-hmm. away everything for him. I mean, sold the farm. So, man, it, I don't know. I feel like you just kind of reap what you sow. I can't really get on Harden's side here personally. That's just me. But. Now that Westbrook apparently wants out, I think this is this is a good opportunity for the Rockets in because I was just thinking before we turn this thing on, I was like, I'm not really sure what to make of Houston's future because what does this all lead to? But if they can trade Russell Westbrook away, I would think they can get back at least one first-round pick from somebody. Yeah. I'd be really surprised if they couldn't. But then again, apparently the Texans couldn't get a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, so well, it that, happens. That, that, I know. But that's a whole just, other thing. It's, it's a trend. So Yeah, I... If if you don't get something out, I mean, you have to be able to in- either either some sort of decent couple of bench players or like you said, first round picks. I mean, if you don't get something out of the rock, I mean, whew, yeah, out of, the, out of the Russell Westbrook thing. Both Harden and Westbrook are owed one hundred thirty one point five million dollars over the next three years, and that includes player options for the last years of their contract, which are both in the realm of forty seven million dollars. So that's a really good opportunity to get huge liability off your books. For more guys, mm-hmm. I guess we'll see what happens. I'm sure this will be resolved by next week. And I mean, honestly, honestly, with the way things are popping up, it, we could stop, rec- which we tend to do, stop recording, and all of a sudden Westbrook has yeah. been dealt, or they might find a trade, right? Yeah, or he's released. These things or, keep happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, too many times we've stopped recording at you know 10 or 11 a.m. in the morning, and. Then before 12. Before 12, like five we different things. About. Yeah, at least two things that we've talked about are covered pop up, and we're like, well, geez, now we have to go on Twitter. Yeah, and, and it's like an update. Ta- yeah, an update. Which, by the way, follow us at Rookie Mistake PC on Twitter. We uh, do put out mailbag comments and questions and suggestions that people can hit us up on or you know interact with us on. So if that's something that you're looking at, go yeah, for it. do that, please. But, yeah, I mean, too many times it's just – you know, I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. we we cut recording. I mean, literally, the, I think it's one like of the first an update, yeah, one of the first episodes or two within the first twenty minutes of us cutting off the recording, we we had an update. Yeah, I mean, so and I remember, I think just two weeks ago or so, we were talking about that Carlos Dunlap guy who yeah. <laughs> now plays for the Seahawks. You know, wanted out of Cincinnati and uh-huh. not even. 
30 minutes later, he had been traded. So yeah, and we had just cut the recording. That may very well happen. There's precedent there. So moving on from the Rockets, you know, the Thunder, the team that the Rockets gave everything to in exchange for Westbrook, who now wants out after just one year and with the team. And didn't do anything And did with. nothing with it, yeah. They have promoted their next head coach from within, I believe uh, it said... He coached the OKC, the OKC Blue. Yeah, the G League. The team. Thunder's yeah, G League affiliate for five years and then was only was an assistant this year. So they brought him up. I don't know, and you also said they're reportedly discussing trading C P three to Phoenix. I think that would be really good for OKC if they could get him out because even though Chris Paul had a great he had a great season last year, just it was like vintage C P three stuff. Love him or hate him, you gotta at least admit that. He had a decent year. He was he played really well, and he dragged a team who's not supposed to make the playoffs to the five seed. Of course, they lost in seven. I don't think that's really representative of his performance. But I feel like you get a lot out of the Suns organization for a mm-hmm. guy like Chris Paul. Honestly, I, I bet you that they, they're willing to spend some money. They just want people in Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, they can't— They get, don't know what to do at this point. Yeah, they can't get anybody to come to Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, Devin Booker is literally like, bro, you don't see big players coming to Phoenix. Yeah, I mean— which is shocking because not even a decade ago they were in the Western Conference Finals. Right, they had Nash and Amari Stoudemire, right? Oh, yeah, Sean Marion. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... God. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the Thunder are, like, drowning in other teams' first-round picks, too. So maybe they could steal one or two from Phoenix also and uh-huh. have themselves a lottery pick in addition to everything else that they've got right now. Right. <laughs> I right. believe there are four draft picks up for grabs in the Rock- in the Westbrook trade to, to the Rockets. It's, I think the 2024 and 2026 first-round picks, those are like top four protected. And then I think this next upcoming pick, they have a protected swap. And I think they'll also have another protected swap in 25, too. So yeah. lots of picks. Mm-hmm. And then they have everything the Clippers gave them for Pandemic P. And- Pandemic P. <laughs> what a bust. Kawhi Leonard kind of a bust, too. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. All right, and then you know, the last real, real thing with the NBA – their plan has been officially approved for next season. They're going to start on December 22nd, so a couple of days before Christmas, mm-hmm. with a 72-game season. I don't know if mm-hmm. you heard about that. So a little shorter, but... I mean, I had heard that there were talks about them. They have, they originally wanted to start, what, November 25th, like the end of this month or something? Something like that, yeah. And and I think the players, players were like, whoa, bro, That's we are little, not. Yeah. We just got back to our families. We you know, we don't even really have an off season. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that they're going to be back to normal for the most part, except maybe not full capacity with fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure those details will be coming out in the next month. And we'll hear I mean, all about that. I mean, apparently with a vaccine pretty close to being released, it right. sounds like we might be able to get a real season. Yeah, and not to like shift away from sports. Just I just want to say this is on record. Uh, Anthony Fauci said that I believe he expects Pfizer, the company, to begin the um, approval process with the FDA by the end of next week. Well, there you go. So... That's more good news. Mm-hmm. Which okay. I mean, that could be a discussion in itself. If they, if there is a vaccine, are you take it? <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> not talk about that here. That's not our place. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So then we're gonna just move on, and then I guess spend really the rest of the episode here because there's nothing else super notable to talk about. I mean, I guess the SEC canceling or postponing. Sorry, not canceling. Postponing half of their games this weekend because of coronavirus outbreak. Outbreak. Yeah. yeah. I mean, God Halloween, wait. man. It's been about two weeks. So yeah, 
Yeah. Yep. Lots of partying going on. <laughs> Auburn had that awesome win yeah. over the Bayou Bengals, and all the <laughs> football players decided, hey, man, it's yeah. Halloween. Yeah, and every other school in the SEC, I'm sure, had huge blowout parties, but. I mean, mean, brings up a lot of interesting questions, especially for LSU, since their game with Alabama has been postponed. They already have Florida rescheduled from an earlier postponement. Yeah, I think we talked about this earlier in the week. It almost is like you kind of have to put LSU and Bama over the postponement of LSU and Florida because that's a divisional thing. I think what's going to have to end up happening if they want to play a full slate for this 10-game season, since they're obviously not winning the West and going to Atlanta, I think you move one of their upcoming games against somebody else who's not going to Atlanta to the 19th. So they're also playing on SEC Championship Day. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of another game because it seems like after last weekend, Florida's going to win the East and Alabama's West. That seems like the most likely outcome. I can see that happening. Especially I, Alabama seems like even more of a lock too because second place in the division is A&M and their one loss is to Alabama. So even if Alabama does lose a game, they have the tiebreak. So they're probably going to win the West. Yeah, I still would like to see what the what the SEC committee would, and I don't really. I'm just spitballing. I would love to see what the SEC people would do for the West if, hear me out, Auburn were to beat Bama and A and M since they haven't been back to back games. Technically, that would be a tiebreaker. Alabama would have to lose another game. You still, even though Auburn's only two losses are from the East. Yes, no, Auburn's from the West, dude. Auburn's only two losses. Yeah. But Alabama has zero losses. They would have to lose two games, including one to Auburn. That's not going to happen. So you don't think that even though Auburn, at that point, would have only lost two games against East opponents, if they won out the West, they no, would not No, because that be... doesn't matter. Okay. You go by overall conference record first, and even so, there's a 0% chance that Alabama loses two games. I could see them losing to Auburn just because rivalries are weird, crazy stuff happens. It's not going to happen a second time. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that Bama loses a second game. I'm just saying that if yeah, but it doesn't win out matter. in the West. They, talk, they go overall conference record, head-to-head, and then they start digging into finishes against... Honestly, though, I... And then I, I think it's actually record against teams from the other division, so Auburn would be at a disadvantage. Honestly, though, but with the way things are in Alabama's favor, the way the SEC bias is there, I could see them overlooking those at what you just said putting Auburn in the SEC championship, hoping that Auburn loses. One loss, Bama gets into the playoff, even with... They don't decide anything. It's not a decision. It's Storm's best. I, I know. I think you're really reaching here. I, of course, I mean, I'm reaching, but <laughs> I'm just saying that... I'm not really understanding what you're trying to Then let's there. move on, because <laughs> I, I know what I'm saying, and I just don't think you're getting it. I'm not so getting we'll it. So just, we'll just move on. Confused. But anyway, yeah, I think, at least in LSU's case, that's what you do, because then they can play... Florida on the 12th, and then Alabama and Florida play on the 19th, and LSU plays, I don't know, Arkansas on the 19th, and they get to play Alabama in two weeks, or whenever that Arkansas game is originally scheduled. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's probably what's going to have to happen if they want to play 10 games. Honestly, at that point, since LSU's not in the conversation, they might just... You wonder if they even bother, right? I guess we'll see. I I feel like the conference is going to want that game, those games to all be scheduled because they want to finish... I don't know. We'll see. It's still early. This is still the same week that this is all happening. Also, so. I'm, I'm really surprised Alabama was not included in the, any of the outbreak things because, you know, obviously Saban gave them all COVID when they came back to campus. <laughs> so everybody's already had it. So there's no reason. Probably, yeah. Or they gave it all to them uh, in the summer when nobody was monitoring. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we kid lightly, but we kid. 
we were kidding, but we're not kidding. Yeah, because it, it just seems like totally one of those <laughs> things. It's kind of Alabama, avoiding everything, and you're telling me none of nobody on that team is. You're, you're telling me in had. one of the biggest party schools in the nation, nobody on that football team went out in Halloween and contracted the virus at the same school where they were having parties for, to see who could contract the virus. Yeah, you're telling me that nobody on that having football competitions team competitions for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't okay, buy that, right. bro. Don't I agree buy with that. that. All right, so I think we're just going to spend the rest of the time in here just kind of talking about the college football playoff because last weekend was huge for the ramifications in the upcoming playoff field. You know, the first playoff rankings aren't for another two weeks or so. I believe Which I think November twenty fourth. Yeah, just a delayed start. I mean, they're not, they're not even picking who even makes it for an extra two weeks, so push back the initial rankings two weeks. Yeah. That makes sense to me. But I think right now we could all say that the – we probably could say that the top four is going to remain I feel like, same. yeah, the top four right now is the top four who gets in, just Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and in no particular order. But I think Ohio State is on thin ice now because now their game with Maryland has been canceled. Yeah. It means they only get seven games plus the Big Ten Championship game if Which they if, win that. If, if you're me – and it's not like I have I, – I don't really traditionally like Ohio State, but if you're me and I'm a committee voter, I think I might give a vote to BYU over Ohio State. BYU's already played eight games. They're undefeated, and their quarterback's a Heisman, a Heisman yeah. candidate. I Honestly, I would give them a vote over Ohio so State. I might be crazy, that, but – You say that, and that was actually going to be something I was going to say, but I'm going to say it a little differently here. I think with these last AP poll rankings that came out Sunday – Considering that the college football playoff poll generally, pretty generally reflects that, at least at the top, mm-hmm. with how it looks Sunday, I think Cincinnati and BYU have been shut out of the playoff. The door is locked. They they can't get in. They're rattling the door and I'm trying to get in and they can't. I mean, I, I, I see your point and, and I think that you're very justified for thinking that, but I just don't know as a committee, I mean... If the only the only way that door gets unlocked is if Ohio State loses. Yeah, say the I, only I way really think either the of them even is hanging on to an undefeated Ohio State, no matter what, no yeah. matter how many games. They I think play. the only way either of them even sniff a playoff bid now is if absolute chaos happens, and that includes Ohio State losing multiple games, and I think Florida and A and M lose before the season is out. I think those things have to happen because A&M Cincinnati is, is seven, is BYU is eight. If you ask me, A&M is, is with BYU and Cincy on the other side of the locked door. They're not getting yeah, it. But they're number six. They're, not they're absolutely in it. it the well, only way they would get in it, the but, only way they get in it is if one of the ACC teams that is in the top four, either Clemson or, B, or Notre Dame, loses. it probably have to be Clemson again. And one of the SEC, team, SEC teams ahead of them. And even then, I think Georgia's still number five. Who's number five right now? No, Georgia's dropped all the way to 12. They dropped like a rock. Okay, you're right, because they yeah. did lose. Who's number five? Five is Florida. Florida. Six is A&M. Seven is Cincinnati. Eight is BYU. Okay, so then here, here's, here's, what, here's what happens. Here's what happens. The only way A&M is getting in is if Bama beats Florida and either Notre Dame loses to Clemson, which Clemson will have avenged that loss, which I guess you can make an argument. One lost Notre Dame team. I think you made an argument that Notre Dame, if they go undefeated and then lose to Clemson. Trevor Lawrence in the ACC Championship game, I think you can absolutely make an argument that they're still in they're anyway. Still in it, yeah. But if so, so here's what happens: Bama beats Florida, so Florida drops. That moves A and M up one spot. And then let's say that Notre Dame beats Clemson again. Then Clemson is out. Clemson's out, and A and M is in, and, that, and then you have yeah. two SEC, which A and M is going to get rocked. Probably yes. I just, I, either, I think, either they get either they get rocked in the first round or they get rocked in the natty against Alabama, and I don't want to see it. Two SEC yeah. teams play. The committee will pick Texas A&M over Cincinnati or BYU any day, even if 
Well, yeah, Cincinnati I mean, if A&M, have, if A&M wins out and their only loss is to Alabama and they beat Auburn at the end of the year. And then, they're second in the West. I mean, Alabama did that, finished second in the West, got in anyway, but... Yeah, I'm a little salty about that one. I am a little bit, but there are more reasons than that <laughs> that, I'm still, that I'm salty. Uh, anyway, I don't think anybody from, from the Pac-12 should be considered. I have that written down here. Just yeah, no. Oregon is number 11. 10 or 11, maybe. Yeah. Oh, and oh, also no, Indiana is with 10. the Big Ten, too. If Indiana wins this weekend against Michigan State, they will be in sole possession of first place in the Big Ten East because Ohio State's not playing this week. It's a long, long, long shot. So there, there's another question because I don't know how I said Indiana in the same. They are in the same division. So one of them they're going to have to play. They're going to have to play to each other, and one yeah. of them's going to have to lose. It's and an incredibly I, long shot. I really don't think though that I mean they. I mean they really. I think they, against Michigan. Indiana can win their way into the conversation by the end of. The, they just have to. Well, keep. All, all they have to do is is beat Ohio State and remain undefeated, and then win the Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. And I, and honestly, at that point, you could say. Nine win, nine win. Indiana is uh is in the playoff. It could be, yeah. There are so there. so many things that could happen. Just yeah. even talking gonna, about the community's going to have a lot on their plate. That's for sure. I, mean, I still think that they go with it. Yeah, I, I still think that they do. It just depends on which SEC team. Georgia's out, so it's really it's honestly well, it's either two ACC or two SEC. I think because I think if Clemson ends up winning the ACC. And they rematch, and Notre Dame doesn't lose to North Carolina in a few weeks. That's that's going to be a huge yeah. game. Circle that, that one. That one. Yeah, that one's in South Bend though, too, isn't it? I'm not sure. Which, not with the way things were looking in South Bend last weekend, it sounds like they don't really care about their uh, attendance policy. Yeah. Uh, their president is pretty mad about the whole uh, rushing the field thing, but I mean, honestly, it's it's your own personal choice to rush the field. If you don't feel at yeah. risk, and if you ask rushing me, the field, you're outside. Yeah. If you ask me, every kid in college to get one chance to rush the field. I wish we had gone and done it last season just so that you could do it. I've already done it once. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, the only... Uh, I'm we were tell, really I'm gonna, high up, I'm going to tell you so. right now, the only reason that I feel justified in not rushing the field in last year's Iron Bowl is because although that game kept Alabama out of the playoff, it was not a one versus yeah, four winner take all. it did bother me that... Because now it, it feels they're, like... They're, yeah, now it feels like we're just going to rush the field every time we beat Alabama. And we shouldn't be doing that. And we that. shouldn't be doing that. Last oh, we year, we won be. We won fair and square. We beat a good team, but we didn't beat a great team. And, yeah. I, and I just thought that it was kind of stupid. And that's why I didn't rush yeah, the field. That's Everybody remembers... It it, yeah, it didn't feel earned. Yeah, everybody remembers the last two times that Auburn beat Alabama. So it's like, oh, now we, we jump on the field every time we beat Alabama. That's not how it works. No. They, we... Went on the field after 2013 because that was a very possibly all. the best, probably the single best play in college football history. At least, at least special team, very least. Mm-hmm. To beat a two-time defending national champion to keep them out of the championship. Yeah. yeah, that is why they jumped on the field. And then I guess again in 17 I mean, because we were they were number all, one and undefeated again. And we were having a pretty magical season ourselves. Yeah, and that yeah, and that locked up the West. Both those the last two times locked up the West for Auburn. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that game to me was just a football. Yeah, I mean, it's, it shouldn't it's a big be rivalry game, but it wasn't anything. There wasn't really anything on the table other than, hey, we for won this Auburn, game. For yeah. other than saying, we beat you. We beat you, and now you don't go to the national championship. You're yeah. not playing in the playoff at all. Right. You're not going to Atlanta. I mean, Which, and, and, I don't Bama, think, and Bama wasn't even going to Atlanta anyways because LSU had that tiebreak, right. and they were undefeated. I don't think they would have gotten in it anyway because I mean, maybe they would. I don't know. Well, let's, I, I guess mean, it doesn't Clemson matter. was undefeated. Ohio State was undefeated. LSU was undefeated, and then I think the other the other team was. But they were one loss. I think what they were going to have to do was just beat Baylor 
again, which they did, which of they course. Did. Yeah. Because Georgia lost in the SEC championship, I think they were number like four. That. Yeah. So I don't know that rather long sidebar side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rushing the field against your rival just to rush the field because you beat your rival yeah. is not a reason. I'm happy for those kids in Notre Dame because that's just that's a really awesome moment to get out there. Sure, I mean, it really, yeah, is. that's it's, a once. Everybody should thing. get a chance to do that if they go, if they attend a school that has. And honestly, the a halfway why, decent I don't see program. how the president can be all that mad because from what I saw on TV, the stands looked packed and everybody looked very close quartered. Yeah. So if that's going on, then dude, you don't. To me, you don't. You are not allowed to say you cannot rush the field when the stands are looking. Yeah. Or scold the kids for doing that. The college kids. I mean. Yeah. I mean, just because you wouldn't have rushed the field doesn't mean that they shouldn't have rushed the field. Yeah. I mean, you're going to pay the fine, you're going to shut up, and you're going to move on. But mm-hmm. with the way that the stands were looking and the attendance was looking, I mean, it didn't really seem like they, they cared too much about... I don't think a lot of people much anymore, but that's... I mean, that's just us. <laughs> I've seen a lot of opposite opinions on that yeah. on certain social media. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can't sit here and cry about people rushing the field when it doesn't look like you're taking protocol very seriously in the stands. Yeah. So, All right, so with all of that gone over with the playoff, I think it's probably a good, good time to just go ahead and move on to our picks and round out the show here. Sure. So um, I'll start just three spread picks, as always. Start off, I don't know if you also have three. I've got one or two. I'm going to continue to look here real quick since I don't have it pulled up All right. with me. Well, my first one is Friday night, Iowa at Minnesota. I've got Iowa minus three and a half. Coming into the season, I believed in the Golden Gophers. I was rowing the boat, drinking the Kool-Aid, and they have not been good. They finally won their first game last weekend, so did Iowa for different reasons. <laughs> but Iowa hung 50 points on Michigan State. I know that's also not... A huge thing to be proud of, particularly. Yeah, but Minnesota's but, defense uh, but, is not good. But you, but you see, Michigan State was also a week removed from beating their arch rival. Yeah, it was ranked. Mm-hmm. So and then fell, but the, then Michigan State just fell flat. Like I, because I, I would beat Michigan State forty nine to seven last mm-hmm. week. But Minnesota's defense has repeatedly demonstrated not very good. I think their offense can score on a lot of people. I mean, but I, think I don't even, know, I don't even think seven. you could say that. Their offense looked awful against Michigan, and it didn't really look any better the next week either. It was different. Well, they, they scored 44 points on Maryland. Maryland's not very good. Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, on, yeah. I'm, I'm not convinced Maryland's very good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, like, seeing They've played nobody phrases or anything. I think you have a little little personal, but we're not going right, to. We're just going to move on to your pick. Iowa minus three and a half. Hawkeyes win by a touchdown. Okay. What do you got? Well, I'm trying to find it. Oh. And this was this was a game that you were gonna pick straight up, and I think I told you to move it. Yeah, I can strike it from the record. But I'm gonna go with so Miami. I don't really like Miami. I think that they're very inconsistent and stagnant at times. If the if the run game is not working for De'Aaron King, I mean they they won a close one against NC State where he threw 431 yards last week. But I I, I think it's kind of an insult that Virginia Tech is favored two and a half over a number over a number nine Miami ranked team when. Virginia Tech lost at home to Liberty. Yeah, and, and on a last-second field goal, and I think Liberty's pretty good. Liberty is very good, <laughs> and I'm really bummed that they're playing Western Carolina this weekend, where there's no line, or else I would have taken them. But regardless, I, I think, think they're I, supposed to play Coastal Carolina in the last weekend of the season. That might be an undefeated. That's going to be a game to watch. Yes, but I, I, I just don't see how you can pick Virginia Tech to be favored at home versus Miami when they. Kind of crapped the bed last weekend against Liberty. I mean, hey, 
I'm not trying to crap on Liberty. Liberty is good. Malik Willis is finding himself. Hugh Freeze is rolling. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on fire, you know, the Flames. With the Flames. With the Flames. Yeah, see what you did there. Uh-huh, thank you. But, yeah, I think it's kind of an insult that Miami's not not a favorite on the road here. All right. I actually could be inclined to disagree with that simply because Vegas knows their stuff. They do. Freaky. Now, hey, it, it really could be a close game. But oh, I, I'm saying I, if they got unranked I, VT to win nah, their favorite right now, they might win outright. Virginia, Virginia Tech. All right. They're losing. I guess we'll see. Right. Miami's one. Okay. I'm guaranteeing it. All right. Tap the vein. Tap the vein. Guarantee. Ice in my veins. <laughs> Miami is winning. They're All mad. Right. They're mad they had to come back against the, All right. I'd say, we'll subpar right. NC State team. All right. So my second game, I got Army at Tulane. Dead. I have watched several Army games in the last several years, and I'm pretty sure they've covered in some way in every single one, win or lose. They're, you like them five you like them I five like them plus five. five. Five underdogs? Five yeah. one underdogs? On the road, going to Tulane, I don't think Tulane's all that great. Army controls the clock with that triple op option. Man, they regularly hold the ball for 45 minutes in a game. Mm-hmm. I think they win outright. Okay. I, I mean, hey, I can see that happening. I mean, Army's... Uh, Six and one. Yeah, six and one. Tulane's four and four. Tulane somehow lost against Houston, even though Houston had five turnovers. Yeah, I, that I would, tells me all I need to know. I mean, and then they also blew a twenty-four to nothing lead, halftime lead to uh, Navy. Yeah, they did. So says all it needs to. I mean, yep. So who's your number two pick? My number two pick. This is going to be an interesting one, and I and I don't remember what you have straight up. If you take this Wisconsin game, I'm going to throw something at you. I want to talk about that. Okay. Well, then, since you've got... <laughs> I mean, do whatever since, you want. Since you've got three games that I'm considering taking on our straight-up picks, I think I'm just going to roll with one game this week because there's not very many games going on. There's not very many notable games going on. I'm just going to roll with my Miami over Virginia Tech. I feel that confident enough in it. Wow, so you're going to make it worth two. So then when Virginia Tech wins that game, I can say you went one and two against the spread, even though you only had two games because you're, you're doubling I only, down. I only, had, I only had one game. Yeah? That would be one. Oh, sorry. I wasn't listening. So it'd be one. If that's how you, if that's how you want to. I'm just going to be <laughs> 0 and 1 or 1 and 0. So, right. but. Well, then my last one is Vanderbilt at Kentucky. Vanderbilt's terrible. They allowed Mississippi State's awful offense to score 24 on them. Tuck Which way really that garbage time play. touchdown probably never should have. I think it was a garbage time touchdown. I mean, Mississippi State was only winning like seventeen to fourteen, yeah, or I something like remember. that. I mean, it, it was, was close. It was really close. They almost Which, let Vandy come back. Which shows you how bad Mississippi State is. Which shows you how nervous I am for yeah. the Auburn game. Kentucky is way more competent on offense. They also have know, a pretty dude. stingy defense. It'll probably create know. some turnovers. I think, I think Joey Gatewood's kind of a bust. He looks oh, I, th- I think Terry Wilson is going to play again this weekend. It's a minor injury. But even Touchdown if he's Terry not, back. I mean, I mean, even if Terry, even if Terry Wilson's not playing, I think you would just have to pick Kentucky yeah, regardless. But dude, I mean, I don't dude, know. Really it's Vanderbilt, man. It's Vanderbilt. He's bad. I'm taking Kentucky minus 17 with that game. It's kind of funny people to play a role, but that, that's another topic I'd of conversation. 2020. Yeah. So, anyways, yep, and that's it for you. Yeah, that's it for me. So okay. we'll just go ahead and move on to our straight up, straight ups. Yeah. So first one on the list. Number 13, Wisconsin at Michigan, which appears like it's finally actually going to happen. It seems like Wisconsin's <laughs> going to get a second game after three weeks of sitting on their butts. Sure. Yeah. We haven't heard anything in over a week about their case count. It's Wednesday. I feel like we would have already heard if they were going to shut it down. So I guess Wisconsin's I see. heading to Ann Arbor. Yeah, I see you've got Wisconsin I winning that one. Yeah, I got the Badgers. In fact, I got the Badgers. 
<laughs> I think I'm going to have to disagree. I, really? The batters haven't played in a while, and coming back and playing full speed after being sick is kind of hard on the windpipe. That's Mi- fair. Michigan's got game experience. No matter how bad they are, they're at home. They're favored at home, I believe. I think Wisconsin's favorite. I think it's like four points. They're still favored on it? Yeah, okay. I think so. All right. I, I, as bad as Jim Harbaugh is and as bad as Michigan is, I still think the based on game experience and game speed and actually playing, I think Michigan actually wins this one. All right. Totally annihilates Wisconsin's playoff, playoff hopes. And as t- if there were any. I mean, I think now Wisconsin can only play a total of six games. Also, which is, isn't, isn't Wisconsin going to be without all their quarterbacks too? No. Mert no? should be available. Mert, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I still think Michigan. Okay. Well, I think Wisconsin can only play a max of six games now with those two games getting canceled, which is the minimum for them to be eligible for the Big Ten Championship. That could be an interesting race late in the season. Mm-hmm. With them down two games, I believe Northwestern is 3-0. and <laughs> So, I don't know. All right, so the next game I got is South Carolina at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one really puzzles me. I see you've got Ole Miss. Uh, you know, the lane train is going to roll through Gamecocks. I don't know. This one troubles me because South Carolina, and I guess Bo had three interceptions all within his own territory, so that kind of set them up for a lot of success. But South Carolina beats Auburn, and then they lose by and they lose by 30, 30 to, LSU. to LSU, who Auburn beats by 40. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what to make of Will Muschamp and his squad. And they're just still not very good. I... And, and honestly, I don't really have much confidence in Matt Corral. I mean, the kid goes – off against Alabama, and then within two weeks throws six interceptions in one game to lose to Arkansas? Yeah. He's not very good, but the thing with Ole Miss is that they have multiple weapons. They can score in different ways, and they can score a lot. I mean, honestly, they, they still have one win, right? One or two. I can't remember if they played last weekend. I don't, I don't think, think they, they played at all. Uh-uh. But so then that's, they're then they favored by win. 11. Yeah, see, I wouldn't have even touch that one in the spread. I wouldn't touch the line, but I think they're favored by eleven percent. So I'd... I mean, I yeah, I'll agree with you. I think Ole Miss wins. Yeah. I I just don't I I just don't really know what to think about this. I mean, it could be a one point last second field goal win, or it could be a shootout where they you know they win by fifteen or something. I mean, mm-hmm. I got no idea what yeah. to make of this. Of course, Bear will probably put it on his big board. That guy's an idiot. All right, take the line. The next one. Got number two, Notre Dame at Boston College. Everybody should be watching this one this weekend. This could end up being uh, really interesting. The last time (laughs) that Notre Dame beat the number one team in the country, they beat Florida State in 1993, I believe on either a last-second play or maybe a defensive stand at the end of the game. Regardless, they beat beat the number one team. Yeah, Florida State was defending champs. Not in 93. They weren't defending champs, but they did go win the national championship that year because Auburn was bowl ineligible. Yes, that's it, right. Because Auburn was 11-0 and mm-hmm. and the only undefeated team in the country, actually. But anyway, so Notre Dame beats Florida State, number one Florida State in 1993. The very next week, they lose. They lost to Boston College. 2020, they beat number one Clemson at the end of the game. They got Boston College. Which, uh... If, if if you want to actually play a little bit of history, they beat the number one team. That number one team went on to win the national championship. I mean, who's to say that Clemson doesn't do the same thing here? Oh, yeah, no, Clemson's definitely not out. I mean... Oh, well, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I just think it'd be funny if history they would really funny, yeah. rewrote itself and Boston College were to win this game. I mean, hey, I'm all for Boston College beating Notre Dame and shutting everybody up about it. If Boston be- College beats Notre because Dame... Because Clemson, be- Clemson had a lot of people out... Most notably Trevor Lawrence, but a lot of people want Who was allowed to be on the sidelines, but not play. But well, um, he's got cardiovascular tests. Yeah, I know. He has, has to pass his tests. It's just kind of... Yeah, but, but in, 
Right. I mean, with all that being said, they took him. Clemson still took Notre Dame to double overtime with, I think, at least three people out on defense and Trevor Lawrence out on offense. Yeah. And they're, they're true freshmen. Quarterback anyway. on the road. I mean, I think I think you could probably say that Notre Dame should win this game. I think I'm going to still pick Notre Dame yeah, to win I'm this a, game. I'm be on the Irish. But I will definitely be on upset watch. Yeah, and I don't know if they cover. I believe they're favored by like two touchdowns. So, yeah. That could be a sneaky good game. All right, TCU at West Virginia. I just wanted to pick this one because there's not a lot of good games this weekend. There are zero ranked versus ranked games. This I, weekend. Ha- I hate you for picking this game. Why? Because West Virginia probably should have won last week. Oh, they should have beat Texas. And and I and I and I want to pick the Mountaineers over over the Horned Frogs. I really like to. I hate picking against them. <laughs> West Virginia should win this game. I'm going to pick West Virginia to win this game. Yeah, but I'm I am gonna not going to be upset if Gary Patterson and the Horned Frogs get one in Morgantown. Yeah, I'm going to pick West Virginia because they're at home. Yeah, I just I think that's going to be the difference in the game. But I, I think couches should have been burned last weekend. <laughs> Texas sucks, dude. Well, sometimes they burn couches in anger. But. Yeah, but it's more fun to burn them when they're drunk. <laughs> when you're happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I believe that's all of them because Ethan won the Miami-Virginia Tech game. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, it was a busy day. I'm sorry. I didn't no, prep a whole lot. But I mean, I mean, like I said, there's not even any really other games to choose from that popped out to me. It was like, ooh. Yeah. Just games are getting canceled or postponed. It's not. A, it wasn't a very good weekend slate anyway. I don't actually think there were any ranked versus ranked games to begin with before these postponements started rolling in the last two days. So, oh, I, uh, kind of slow week. You get into the breaking news alert. No, I was just going to say that two other games you probably could have possibly considered, just looking at the ESPN college pick them, Northwestern's 3-0 and and Purdue is 2-0. Un- undefeated yeah. game. I mean, it might not really amount to anything, but it's still an undefeated game. And then SMU is seven and one out on the roll on the road at Tulsa, who's three and one. So okay. I mean, maybe I dropped the ball. But I, I'm not saying you, you drop the ball. Pick those real quick. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I mean we can. Uh, I think SMU beats Tulsa, and yeah, I, I do don't know anything about Purdue and Northwestern. But the last time Northwestern was supposed to be really good, I think Purdue beat them. I can't remember. But I'll go with Northwestern and SMU there. Sure, I'll match that. All right. Just, I mean, just a couple of extra games to pick. But I was just looking, just curious to see who ESPN had on their board. Yeah. For their slate. All right. Well, that's all we got for you guys. So thanks so much for listening, and we hope you guys will listen next week. Happy Masters weekend, everybody. Go have a blast watching <laughs> that. The first ever Fall Masters, probably the last one too. And hopefully we'll have some exciting stuff this weekend in college football, but right now I'm not really banking on it. So, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Deuces.